0: And friends, I'm Major Gauravare and you're watching the Chanakya Dialogues English. Like this video, subscribe to our channel and don't forget to press the bell icon. Now, uh, Donald Trump is again in the center of the storm. Uh, not because of any fraud that he has done and not because of the insurrection that he sort of encouraged, but because of something else now. And this time, let us take you to Russia. Now, uh, you're aware of Alexei Navalny's death and... Uh, The Russian prison authorities just said that he has died of of causes and nobody knows. There were some bruise marks on his body and they're saying that they're delaying giving the body back to his family because, you know, if you give the body, the family may insist on an autopsy and there are poisons inside his body. That is what people are saying. Nobody knows the truth. But uh, Alexei just seems to be uh, in the list of those victims, you know, people done in by Vladimir Putin. Now he's dead. Various people have reacted to this in various ways. Like Joe Biden has uh, said that Putin is responsible for his death. Uh, Justin Trudeau, you know, he is hes the president of everybody's drama society. And he always goes overboard. There's a lot of drama in that man, Justin Trudeau. Uh, not, or I would say, does not behove... Uh, the leader of a country as large as Canada. And Justin Trudeau said, he is a monster, uh, words to that effect. As I said, uh, extremely dramatic. And then we have Donald Trump. And now this is Donald Trump's tweet, and you can see it on your screens. He says, the sudden death of Alexei, Navalny has made me more and more aware what is happening in our country. It is a slow, steady progression with crooked, radical left politicians, prosecutors and judges leading us down the path to destruction. Open borders, rigged elections and grossly unfair courtroom decisions are destroying America. We are a nation in decline, a falling nation. And then he says MAGA 2024, which is make America great again. So, uh, you see, now Nikki Haley has condemned Trump. Now, let's figure out what's happening. There is a game going on here. In a recent interview, which we covered on this very platform, uh, an interviewer asked Vladimir Putin, who do you think is going to win in the American elections? Who do you want should win in the American elections? And uh, Putin says, Joe Biden, because he says Biden is more balanced. That is what Putin said. First of all, that interview was absolutely and totally choreographed. That interview was choreographed. And that interview, you know, It was deliberate because Russia wanted to communicate a certain message. This is called strategic communication. Russia does it pretty well. China does it very well. China has a very controlled system of communication, but I think Russia does it exceedingly well. So, what happened was, why did Putin say this? You know, he said it because, on the face of it, he wanted to seem like a person who is pro Joe Biden. And when he, the enemy, because that is what the Americans consider the Russians, especially and they have considered them for decades and decades, you know, after, after uh, 1945, the end, of, uh, the end of the Second World War, they have considered Russians to be the enemy. But, you know, especially after the Russia-Ukraine war, there is that old hatred resurfacing. And in this scenario, when the president of Russia says about the president of America that, hey, I want this guy to win, you know, wh- what message does that give? He's supporting Joe Biden, which means a lot of people who are fence hitters in America who don't know whom to vote for. They will immediately say, no, Joe Biden is Putin's favorite. I'm not going to vote for Joe Biden. This is exactly what Putin wanted. And this is exactly what Putin did. Right. So here is one scenario. The other thing is Putin and uh, Trump go back a long way. There was a time when Trump was not president and Trump was also not involved in active politics. And, you know, Trump is a typical man and it uh, uh, a lot of Russians say this and it's been there in the Western media also that Putin has videos of uh, Donald Trump in compromising position. If you know what I mean in compromising positions with, with various women and they have the video because this is all filmed in a hotel room where Trump was staying when he went to Moscow Maybe this was a this was a KGB operation or maybe it was a Russian intelligence operation, nobody knows. But they took the videos at that point in time and when Trump became president, they had the jackpot. Trump is a man who is being controlled by Russia, which does not make which does not make Joe Biden a better candidate because Joe Biden is old and Joe Biden doesn't know what he's talking about. but the age difference between Trump and Joe Biden is not that much it's just five years. Trump is what? Trump must be 75, 76 years old. Joe Biden is 81, 82. Hardly five years difference. You see, it's not that Trump is any younger. Now, the problem here is that everybody is condemning Putin. And this man, he puts it out on Truth Social, which is a social media platform. Truth Social. And he does not take the name of Vladimir Putin. And he says, okay, Alexei got killed. And this got me thinking that my country's, what does... Alexei's murder in in Siberia have to do with the conditions in the United States of America. This is typical Trump. He has not taken Putin's name because in Putin, he has a very big supporter. And these are exactly the kind of people that uh, this man, uh, you know, uh, idolizes. People like Putin, people like Xi Jinping, uh, strong, seemingly strong dictators who have very little to do with democracy now. Here is, you know, a list of... uh, the people and what people are actually saying, I'll take names a little later, but uh, over 400 people have uh, been arrested after Alexei Navalny's death and people have come out on the streets and there are crackdowns on tributes and there are arrests. So people have gone to village squares and people have gone to town squares and city squares and put up his photograph and laid wreaths and all because they said that this man wants a democratic Russia, not Putin. Now there is an outpouring of anger directed towards Vladimir Putin and uh, on social media also and uh, there are protests at Russian embassies in various countries around the world and allegations of concealment and foul play says Navalny's uh, legal team accused Russian authorities of withholding his body labeling them as murderers attempting to conceal their actions their refusal to hand over Navalny's body raised suspicions of foul play and a cover-up as I said they're talking about toxins and poisons in Navalny's body Alexei was poisoned, and the Russians have a very old history of poisoning people using very exotic polonium poisoning or radiation poisoning or something like that. It's not straight up potassium cyanide. Or you know just let's give some poison to the it. it has to be exotic. It has to be fancy. That's how the Russians have always done it. And that is to pass a message. Now what they have done is they have apparently, this is what the social media is saying, they've apparently a targeted Alexei Nevelny with a poison Whose traces will disappear after a week or so, and that is what people are saying. Keep the body in the mortuary, allow the toxins to leave the body automatically on their own. They're possibly like some self-destruct toxins or whatever. Because uh, so it's not like this Navalny is is alive and you know passing bodily fluids, so they'll come out through that route. No, so they withhold the body and they wait for these toxins to automatically disappear. Now these are not the toxins that usually require a person, you know, to uh, let out bodily fluids like urine etc so sometimes that also happens but in this case absolutely not these toxins in his body these poisons in his body are expected to disappear over the time of a week or 10 days which is why the body is being held back that is what russian social media is saying and western leaders have held him responsible putin and uh, joe biden says more proof of putin's brutality etc uh, etc et and uh, you see, Navalny 47, died in a jail approximately 40 miles north of the Arctic Circle. Just imagine how cold it would have been. Minus 50. And uh, they, I don't think there is any central heating there. Put a man in jail and, you know, if he survives, he survives. And this goes back to the Russian Gulags, right from the time of Stalin. Stalin had put millions of people in camps like this. He was as horrible as, no, not as horrible as Hitler, but after Hitler... I think Mao Zedong and these other guys, Stalin and all, they take second place. Uh, now, we have Rishi Sunak. And I'm quoting, I'm reading this paper because I want the quote to be absolutely, absolutely uh, accurate here regarding Alexei Navalny's death. UK PM Rishi Sunak says, this is terrible news. And as the fiercest advocate for Russian democracy, Alexei Navalny uh, demonstrated incredible courage throughout his life. My thoughts are with his wife and people of Russia for whom this is a huge tragedy. Chancellor of Germany, Olaf Scholz, says, I am deeply saddened by the death of Alexei Navalny. He stood up for democracy and freedom in Russia and apparently paid for his courage with his life. This is terrible news and shows once again how Russia has changed and what kind of regime is in power. So UK does not criticize Russia directly, but Germany does so. All right, UK has not, Rishi Sonak has not directly criticized Putin or the regime in Russia. He's just saying this is terrible news and I'm sure the people are heartbroken and my sympathies are with them. But Germany takes a stronger stance. Germany says, this shows you how the regime in Russia is. Secretary General of NATO, Jens Stoltenberg says, Saddened and concerned by the reports of Alexei Navalny's death, Russia has serious questions to answer. Navalny has been a strong voice for freedom and democracy. NATO and allies had long called for his release. My thoughts are with his So, the head of NATO also takes a direct pot shot. And Minister of Foreign Affairs of the Czech Republic, Jan Lipitsky says, It's still the case just as Russia treats its foreign policy, it treats its citizens. Now, this is also a direct attack by the Czech Republic on Russia. It has turned into a violent state that kills people who dream of a better future, like Nemtsov and now Navalny, imprisoned and tortured to death for standing up to Putin. Rest in peace. And, uh, you know, uh, Minister of Foreign Affairs of Sweden Tobias Strom he says, dreadful news about Alexei, if the report about his death in Russian prison is true, it represents another terrible crime by Putin regime. The ruthlessness against Navalny shows again why it's necessary to continue to fight against authoritarianism. Now, all the people who were against this war, you know, Russia and, and Ukraine and have supported Russia, have taken this opportunity to bash Putin. Now, nothing is going to happen to Putin. Nothing will happen whatsoever. Right. But people hope to build up public opinion, not understanding one basic fact, you know, I don't think Vladimir Putin is concerned or cares in the least about uh, any public opinion, you know, which, which, uh, which is present in Europe or in America, or in Australia or New Zealand or one of these countries. I, I don't think he cares. You've already sanctioned the man, you've sanctioned the country. Why would he be concerned about your opinions? China said nothing. China says it's fine. We don't care because we keep on doing the same thing to our citizens every day. China doesn't care. You know, India has maintained a neutral neutral approach in this matter. It's only the West. Africa has said nothing, by the way. Literally nothing. It's only the West that is getting hyper. And the more that the West gets hyper, the more it divides the world. See, the Arab world, the Muslim world, they've not said anything because none of them are democracies anyway. Africa, nothing. Most of Asia, nothing. It's essentially Europe and North America that is getting riled up by the death of Alexei. So with that, I come to the end of the video, ladies and gentlemen, and now for some questions and answers. The first question is from Archie. My name is Archit. He says, "Jai Major Sahib, Jai Archit Ji. Why is Tuckle Carson's Putin interview not in the public domain? Where is the freedom of speech the West holds so dearly? There is no freedom of speech. This is all nonsense that the West peddles, you know. Uh, they tortured Muslims in Guantanamo Bay and they did not allow the media there for decades. Then they had to shut down Guantanamo Bay. Uh, this whole thing about human rights, uh, it should be dear to people. This whole thing about freedom of press, it should be dear to people. Except that the West, especially America, they use it as a weapon to whip other people. right? They will permit freedom of expression within their own countries. Right? But anything can be blanketed or covered up when you mention national security in America. Similarly for Europe. So all these Western countries have double standards. They speak about human rights, right? They speak about human rights, but then they go to another country like Afghanistan and Iraq and then commit the worst human rights violations, including custodial death by torture. So freedom of expression, freedom of press. This is a punchline. Honestly. This is Ravi Dhandole. In Gaza war, we see TV news reporters covering from ground. They are showing hospitals, houses, etc. Why news channels not covering Ukrainian cities and people? We are getting only propaganda news spread by Western media. Are Ukrainian people not protesting to stop war. You are saying why news channels are not covering Ukraine. Ukraine was covered by news channels. Now this war is not stopping only, it's going on and on and on. It's been two years now. So nobody's going to put their reporters on ground for two years. And the way this Israel-Hamas war is going without any end in sight. Don't be surprised that after a few months, they also stop reporting. You see, there are literally no reporters in Gaza. Literally no reporters in Gaza. Everybody's run away. And uh, the entire Indian media was there in in in, in Ukraine. They were reporting live from Ukraine for many months and then they stopped because people... See, it's it's not about media so much. It's also about what the population of India wants to hear and see. This is a market. News is a, news is a commodity. News is business. You see, if, if people lose interest in the Ukraine war, if the numbers start falling, what does it mean when they say that TRPs are falling? TRP is not just for business. TRP also shows you what interest people have in a certain news segment. You can keep on covering Russia, Ukraine, Russia, Ukraine, but your TRP is fall. A. You are not going to get advertising. But forget about the financial aspect for a minute. Let's keep it aside. Not forget it. You can't forget it. Let's keep it aside for a minute. What does TRP tell you? It tells you that your viewers are no longer interested in this. And if your viewers are not interested, why should you keep showing the news again and again? Parth Popat. Namaste Gaurav Ji. Namaste Parth My question is, what are the status of Daimur, Basha Dam and CPEC in 2024? Are any of these two claimed by Bharat? Uh, Do you think this talk of Pakistan joining BRICS is a link to World Bank's requirement of PAC needing NOC from Bharat, assuming a few borders in the... No, 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 no. See, this whole Daimur, Basha Dam and all all this is nonsense, right? And India claims CPEC. India will not. Why should India claim CPEC? You know, China-Pakistan Economic Corridor has nothing to do with India except for the fact that it enters... Gilgit-Baltistan and Pakistan-occupied Kashmir. Apart from that, I don't think India has any official position against CPAC. There is no official position against CPAC, except for the fact that it is entering through Indian territory. Gilgit-Baltistan and Pakistan-occupied Kashmir is Indian territory, which is why CPAC entering into Pakistan-occupied areas which actually belong to India, That is why India says it is illegal. But claim CPAC as a whole? Absolutely not. We have no interest in CPAC. And uh, do you think the stock of Pakistan joining BRICS is a link to World Bank? No, I don't think it's a link. And you see, it's only Pakistan that is talking about joining BRICS. What is BRICS? BRICS is emerging economies. The whole idea of BRICS was emerging economies. So Brazil, Russia, India, China... It was brick earlier, then it became bricks. South Africa joined it. These are emerging economies. These are economies that are growing. right? How is Pakistan an emerging economy? Pakistan is a basket case. If any country wants to have a great economy, they should study Pakistan. They'll get to know what not to do in order to become a great economy. Sometimes negative lessons are also required. And Pakistan is an entire encyclopedia on negative lessons. So here is the thing. You know, I don't think it has anything to do with that. And, uh, I think Pakistan joining BRICS, this is a comedy show. Pakistan joining BRICS, it's for emerging economies. It's for countries that have money. BRICS does not mean uh, that it's a, you know, BRICS is not not a platform for uh, world-class beggars, yeah? That any Tom, Dick and Harry will say that I want to join BRICS, no. There is a certain sanctity, you have to be of a certain stature, a certain level to join BRICS. With that, I come to the end of my video today. Thank you very much for watching. Like this video, subscribe to our channel. Don't forget to press the bell icon. Jai Hind, Fande Mataram, Jai.